Hello and welcome to Infinite Scale, the ultimate podcast for MSP owners. My name is Lara Pascoe and I'll be the host for this podcast. The topic for today is something close to all of our hearts, the importance of free time and how to identify if you're spending too much time in the business, which ultimately affects your free time. Speaking with us today is MSP industry expert, James Vickery. James is a leading influencer in the global MSP community and has the key to building successful IT service teams. He is the author of Infinite Scale, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your MSP, the founder and CEO of Benchmark 365, a flexible help desk provider offering 24 by 7 by 365 dispatch, level 1, level 2 and level 3 support exclusively for MSPs. If anyone knows how to manage their time in a busy MSP environment, it's James. So James, tell us, what has inspired you to explore the topic of being stuck in the business for today's podcast? Oh, hey, Lara. Um, well, I think for me, I'm quite passionate about helping small managed service providers get off the tools and focus on what's important in their business. And the more years that I spend doing this, I seem to just be facing a tsunami of more and more small, particularly small MSP providers that are struggling to get off the tools and actually do the things that they want to do or need to do to grow their business. Mm. And so can you elaborate on the concept of being in the business versus on the business? I think when you're in a business, you have a role, you have a job, essentially. And I think it's fair to say most small business owners actually have multiple jobs and are trying to divide their time between operations, sales, marketing, accounting, and all of the other things that just seem to come up day to day. So I think that those that are working in the business feel quite a bit stuck because they can't really plan anything because they're managing interruptions and trying to stay top, on top of a whole bunch of spinning plates every single day. Mm -hmm. However, when you're working on the business, you get to plan, you get to sit back and say, okay, today I'm going to work on X, Y, Z. You know, perhaps I might work on improving some system, some business system, and I'm able to do that without interruption. And I think for many MSP owners, that is the holy grail to actually be able to work on what you think is important or to actually not have to work at all sometimes to actually not be working seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Yeah, absolutely. And so after running your own MSP for a number of years, can you share a personal or anecdotal experience of when you felt stuck in the business or be, been spending too much time in the business? Oh, absolutely. I mean, most most of the time uh, for the first, at least the first 10 years of running my MSP, I was wearing multiple hats. And whilst I had great people along the way, there was never enough of them. I like to think of business today as being like the arc, you know, you need at least two of everything. Um, but when you're small, if say the person that answers the telephone, like a dispatcher is out, well, then either the phone doesn't get answered which is really bad for business, or I found myself stepping in and answering the phone, or I'd ask my technicians to do it, but then that would mean that some technical work or some project work got pushed away. And we operated like that for many years, really frazzled, stressed out, um, always having to try to keep on top of, as I said before, these spinning plates. And so I can really relate to it even today, what a lot of small MSP business owners are going through. And actually, to be frank, a lot of mid-size and large MSP owners as well. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And what are what are some of the common signs? So what are some of the common things that an MSP owner might experience or see or feel when they're too stuck in the day-to-day operations of their business? Yeah, I think we've touched on a couple of those already in the sense that it's, it's that feeling of being out of control. So, you know, not actually being able to say today I will and actually completing something and maybe packing your bag and going home at five o'clock or whenever it is that you like to go home at the end of the day, virtually or otherwise. Um, I think it's it's that it's that difficulty in really defining um, a set of outcomes other than just, you know, staying afloat, staying on top of the work volume. So there's that that real sense of being out of control. I also think it's, it's difficult in the sense that things just don't get finished. I often um, hear from lots and lots of MSP entrepreneurs that they're going to do this and they're going to do that. We're going to implement a new RMM system. We're going to start playing around with um, a new AI system. We're going to get a new PSA. We're going to, and what tends to happen is that all of the other operational work gets in the way of some of these strategic initiatives. And most importantly, it gets in the way of the one thing that I feel every MSP owner should be working on. And that is growing your business, actually focusing on the marketing and selling aspects of your business, because it's very rare that anyone else is going to do that as well as you do. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And so how does being stuck in the business impact the overall growth and development of an MSP as an organization? Yeah, um, well, I think I've said this in previous podcasts before. In fact, I've said it in lots of places before. Really, the only difference between a larger, higher performing MSP and one that is struggling tends to be sales. Mm. And sales is the thing that really when you're small to mid-size, that really rests on the owner of the business. And so I talk to a lot of MSP owners that say, hey, um, you know, I really want to grow my business. And the first question any, anyone in my organization will ask an MSP is what percentage of the time do you spend on the tools? Mm-hmm. And invariably it comes out, you know, it's at least 50%, 60%. Sometimes people say crazy things like 200% of their time is spent on the tools. And that, to me, it's just math. I mean, every minute that you're not spending sort of finding ways to develop relationships, to get out there, to put your name out there, to get, um, you know, to, to do 101 things to market your business. There's lots of ideas out there. Every moment that you're not doing that, your business falls behind and it doesn't grow. And as a result of that, that is why most MSPs don't grow. I think 90% of MSPs will not reach a million dollars in annual revenue. It just won't happen. And, and, and the reality is the 10% that do um, beat those numbers, they're sales oriented. And that's because they're not stuck in operations. They're not stuck in the business. Mm, yep, absolutely. And can you share examples of MSPs that have su- successfully overcome this challenge and experienced significant growth? So a story of perhaps an MSP that was able to move out of working in the business and focus on sales. I mean, we've got lots of stories. I, I, I think um, for those that are listening and don't know a lot about what Benchmark does, we provide an outsourced help desk service and we offer that service 24 hours a day, seven days a week worldwide. And we only work with managed service providers. We don't work with the general marketplace. We don't provide our services to law firms and accounting firms and, and other types of businesses. We see that as the role of our partner. And uh, why did we do this? Well, for my journey was that business was really hard until I started to get leverage until I started to duplicate myself in various roles in the company. 
I wasn't really able to grow the company. Now, in my view, I did that the hard way. I went overseas, I built a team. I spent 10 years in the wilderness, just, just like my first 10 years, I spent another 10 years developing you know, um, a large scale team. But the result of that was that I was able to focus almost wholly and solely on, on sales and business development for the company. And now I'm really lucky I've got other people helping me with that in my organization as well. So when we, what we, our theory was if we apply that to a small MSP, so we give them an instant turnkey team, our theory is that they can very quickly overcome being on the tools, maybe within about three months, they can start to divorce themselves from help desk work and they can start to navigate themselves towards other things. Now, I know not everyone feels comfortable with sales, but you've got a much better shot at getting good at that if you're not dragged into computer problems every day. So there's lots of stories. And in fact, if you visit our website, there are tons of case studies and stories and and even a lot of our partners that would be happy to talk to our listeners and tell them about their experience in growing their business as well. Mm, Absolutely. And in terms of strategies for change, being aware that you're working too much in the business requires a bit of a mindset shift. So how can an MSP business owner shift their mindsets in order to employ tools or tactics that will then help them move out from working in the business? Yeah, that is a really good question. And, and um, I'm not a psychologist, so full full disclosure. Um, but I do, I guess I have the benefit of seeing people going through this transition, seeing sort of MSP owners that are struggling a little bit, trying to make the transition and, and don't know how. And one of the first things, I would suggest to anyone when you're trying to make a mind shift, uh, mindset shift is you, you need a goal. Like you, you need to know what you want. Um, there's no room for someday maybe. You know, it, it won't happen automatically. People won't just step in and start running operations for you. You have to have a deliberate sense that you need to do that. And so I think the first thing is understanding what you want and writing that down somewhere, whether it's on a um, on your iPhone or your, or, or your iPad or whatever, or you stick it on a whiteboard somewhere, or you write it on your bathroom mirror, whatever you do, just have that goal that, okay, by X date, I'm going to be out of this particular function in the business. And the functions that you're looking to get out of in business are the things that are interruption-based. So anywhere where you have no control. So for example, really um, rudimentary example is if you're the first point of contact on the telephone, well, then it kind of makes sense given that really anyone can answer the telephone um it kind of makes sense to start to think about who might be that first point of contact if you're doing tier two or tier three support in your business it might you might recognize that there are actually lots of people in the world that can do that but there's not a lot of people that can actually promote and market your business as well as you can Mm. and so start with just thinking about well what's the most what's the interruption that i face each day and how do i either employ someone to do that um, or outsource it or automate it in some way. And um, there's lots of ways to skin the cat and it goes well beyond the, the scope of this discussion, but um, at least having that goal and then knowing what it is that you're going to do about it is really important. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the first step in the mindset shift. And then the, the second thing we see is that once MSPs have made that decision to, to make the change, the, it's, it's a little bit like any goal you set. You set a goal to go to the gym and after a little while you start to, you know, maybe, I'll take, maybe I won't go today or maybe I will have that um, donut or maybe I will go to McDonald's or something like that. We all know that feeling of setting the, maybe the New Year's resolution and then slipping back into old habits. Now, if you've been running an MSP for any number of years, your habit is, to, is a tendency to jump in and 
do everything that the customer asks of you immediately. So to, mm. to fall back into the trap of being interrupted. And so the next step in the mindset is, is this letting go step, you know, the, the ability to, first of all, set clear expectations with your clientele and possibly any employees that you have, that you are not the first point of contact for every little problem that occurs in your business and actually have the courage to not step in, even though you might feel like, oh, you know, my customer will be mad if I don't behave the way I used to. Well, maybe they will, but you're not going to grow your business by jumping all over every ticket that comes in the door or every or every phone call. Um, yeah. They're my two tips on mindset. Mm, absolutely. Great insight. And so that's a mindset shift. So what are some actionable steps that listeners can take today to assess their current situation and start moving away from being stuck in the business? Yeah, um, I think you hit the nail on the head on the mindset side of things, Lara, that, you know, if you can um, be really clear about what you want, that's a really good positive step. Um, I, I firmly believe, and this is just me and everyone's different, but I believe when you write something down, it's very powerful because it it gets it out of your mind and, and, and out there. It becomes a reality, becomes something real when you write it down. I truly believe that. And so just having a think about where you want to be 12 months from now and writing that down is actually a good, um, powerful, sometimes subconscious step um, yeah. where, you know, perhaps the universe conspires to actually help you achieve that, which is great. But of course, maybe that won't happen. And we also have to take action um, on that as well. And, and some of the action items to think about is, well, if you've been thinking about hiring for a while, then start to think about maybe, well, who would you hire? What would that look like? How much would that cost? And starting to budget around that. Or of course, you know, it would be remiss of me not to say that looking at outsourcing as, a, as an option there, typically um, working with someone like Benchmark 365 should save you 50 to 70% of hiring um, a new employee and offer a, you know, a, a full gambit of expertise that you would expect from a busy help desk organization. Um, so I think just looking at that and actually having some action steps in place that re remove you from the operational day-to-day. -day. I don't want to oversell this sort of like wave a magic wand and once you do that, everything's fine and dandy, but it's the progressive steps that all businesses need to go through these steps of removing yourself from each function in the business. And when we don't do that, we go backwards. We actually don't, we don't stagnate. We go backwards because we're missing seeing the bigger picture. We're not strategizing. We're not spending the, we're not having the right conversations with our clients. We're having password reset conversations or new, when are we going to buy a new firewall conversation? Now, don't get me wrong. These are important facets of delivering IT services, but they're not owner level discussions, generally speaking. And, and so the more you can start to think about getting yourself out of those kinds of conversations and into more strategic ones, the better. Yeah, absolutely. And are there any recommended uh, resources or books or podcast episodes other than your own um, that you can recommend to MSP business owners that are looking to further educate themselves? Yeah, I think um, oh, books. Wow. Um, I think anything that, 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 that can sort of inspire you. If it, I'm personally a big fan of reading um, biographies and autobiographies because these are people that have sort of been through the gambit and gotten through their business and 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 out of it and um, or through some other challenge and obviously you've got the big the big entrepreneurs like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or whatever I'm always quite inspired by these guys because 
these are people that have a vision and they understand that they need people to deliver it. You know, you, 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 you cannot grow a business on your own. Mm. This is the truth. You cannot grow a business on your own. You absolutely, absolutely need leverage. And that leverage can come in the form of employees and um, lots of, there's lots of successful companies that build up teams but understanding in this day and age that it's a 10 to 20 year journey to build effective teams, which is why outsourcing has become so popularized because you can actually turn a key and have access to, to the resources that you need a lot faster than ever before. And that's a decision, an important decision for any business owner to make. Um, outside of that, I think if you're trying to, um, if you're trying to develop a new skill other than being an IT professional, seek out the books and seek out the podcasts and the webinars and the conferences related to that. I think as MSPs, we we just we sort of go to the standard managed services conferences and they're great, don't get me wrong. But if you're trying to get better at marketing, well, why not go to a marketing related? Why don't go to a, a Salesforce or a HubSpot or a, something like that that will show you how people market their businesses? If you're trying to get better at sales, um, why not download all of the podcasts you can find about sales? And obviously, Infinite Scale, we talk a lot about that. Um, so a shameless plug there at the end, Lara. <laughs> yes, a diverse range, including the podcast here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, James. Well, thank you so much. That's all the time that we have for today. Um, James, we'd like to thank you for your insights and your industry expertise and your contribution to the MSP sector. For any further information, um, please check out Benchmark 365's website at www.benchmark365.com. And thank you so much for your time, James. Awesome. Thanks, Lara. Thanks, everyone.